Welcome to Spark, our weekly inspirational podcast full of actionable ideas for strategically preparing your business and yourself for anything that may come your way. I'm your host, Stephanie Redcross West, and now let's jump into our next episode. next segment of Spark. Spark is our weekly session where we kind of dive behind the scenes and talk about what it's like to be a vegan professional, vegan entrepreneur, business owner, and kind of talk about the things that not only I've learned along the way, but talk about some of the things that are challenges, some of the things that we all struggle with, and give me an opportunity to kind of talk with you and chat with you directly. So I'm excited about today's session because we're going to be talking about content. We're going to be talking about one of my, I would say, biggest revelations of 2020 is the idea that I felt like, wait a minute, I'm not creating enough content. And I want to give you some insight into why I had that revelation and what I did about it. But I also want you to maybe think about this when you think about your own social media marketing, when you think about the materials that you're creating to support your community, to educate people, to help people through these challenging times, not only that we've all faced here in 2020, but maybe through some of the transitions and support that you offer people through your services. So I want you to kind of put yourself in my shoes a little bit as we're, as I'm talking today and think about what you're doing around content. Now, before I dive in and share my story and share what I've learned and what I've experienced um, this year, I want to just take a minute to welcome everyone who is joining us live. So no matter what platform you're on, if you can just give me a quick shout out in the comments and say hello and let me know that you're here. Let me know that you are watching, participating. And if you already have a question, feel free to post that now or later. We love it when these sessions are interactive and I really get excited when I can answer any of your questions, but also maybe give you a little bit of insight if you've been struggling. So make sure you give us a shout out and you say hello. The other thing I just wanted to ask from everyone today is let me know where you are, what you're doing around content. Because the reason I had this revelation, I would say, in my business, the reason that I started to think about this content is in 2020, I was thinking about, and this is really part of our general strategy is how to do better in social media. How do we share what we're doing, what we're working on? How can some of the things that I've been challenged with and I've struggled with and I've tried, how do I share that with the world? And what we found in our business is that a lot of that information was getting to our customers and maybe getting to people that were kind of in our inner circle but I wasn't doing a great job of getting that out there to the world and making sure it was accessible and easy to access. So what I started to do this year is change that. Now, for some of you, you may say, well, Stephanie, that makes sense for your business maybe, or maybe that makes sense because you teach marketing and businesses and, and so forth. But I really think this is the case for everyone out there. So if you're a coach, 
if you're an instructor, if you teach people how to sew, if you have vegan products, whether it's food-based products, whether it's makeup, whether it's clothing, many of you have created the business that you created because you have a passion about it. Many of you have created these businesses because you want to help either make the world a better place, you want to make life easier for people, you really want to make kind of that impact in the world. So if your business is a passion business, is a business that's about driving change, often what you need to do or want to do is create content so people understand the change you want to make. Create content so people understand what you're doing. So people can see behind the scenes the decisions that you're making. And I know that sounds a little bit intimidating at times because it can be a little bit of exposure when you start to show people where you stumbled, show people where you tried to figure things out. I know it can be a little bit stressful, but what I want you to think about this year and as you move forward to kind of the rest of the year and even potentially doing some planning for next year, I want you to think about how do you get your messages out? How do you invite the world into your community? How do you build that community around your business? Now, I just want to give some shout outs. We have a couple of people that are joining us live. Hey, Kim, great to see you. So glad you're joining us. And Tamiko, it's great to see you as well. So let me know, chime in at any time. Um, while we are doing this session, I always love to kind of interact with everyone while we do these sessions live. Um, but don't worry if you're listening to this as a replay, definitely post comments and everything. I will respond to them as well. All right. So let's talk about content. Now, for some of you, you may be like, what do I mean by content? What is content? Because it sounds very like general. It sounds very, you know, basic. And what I mean is, where do you have information that tells people what you're thinking? Where do you tell people the decisions? Now, that can come in a format of a traditional blog post. It can come in a format of you maybe writing articles that are published in virtual, digital, or print magazines. This could come from you doing interviews on podcasts. This could be you hosting your own podcast. This could be you creating infographics that are maybe quick tip guides or recommendations. And, oh, so much. Thank you, Jesse, for timing, chiming in. You reminded me that this is also helpful for nonprofits. So this isn't just about for businesses. This is so important for nonprofits and the great work that many of our nonprofits are doing out there. So thanks, Jesse, for posting that. The idea is content can be in so many different formats. So what I'm asking you today and what I kind of realized this year is that we should all probably be putting out more information. Now, I don't want you to put out junk. I don't want you to hire someone to write 50 articles for you about ABC topic. I don't want you to just put out information for the sheer kind of experience of just putting out information. I want you to remember that this is for your community. This is you contributing. This is you giving people insight and awareness. So I'd rather you do less and it's really good content than doing more and you're just churning out information and ideas. Does that make sense to everybody? 
The other thing I want you to do is I want you to find the format that works for you. I think that's my biggest learning for 2020. Um, I find that when I started my business years and years ago, you know, most people were blogging, most people were writing. And for me, writing isn't my forte. And what I mean by that is I do write, I write articles, I do put things on paper, but what I find is it's not the easiest format for me. It's not the format where at a moment's notice, I can communicate, I can teach, I can train, I can give people information. So what I found is I was much better at things like video, like this. I was much better at doing a quick, maybe podcast that's a 20-minute session where I'm talking. I find I'm much better at webinars. So what I've done in my business is I started to create content in the format that's easiest for me to produce that content. Now, ultimately, I'm going to produce content in multiple formats because I know my audience learns and consumes content in so many different ways. They use content that is written. They use content that is maybe audio and maybe content that's in video. So I don't want you to think that I'm not going to cater to my audience, but to get started, I didn't want to start in the hardest place for me. I didn't want to start in a place that was so difficult that it was either intimidating for me, it made it hard for me to produce a lot of content on a consistent basis, and it was maybe a way that didn't allow me to shine. So if you're thinking about what I should be doing differently in social media, if you've been feeling like I need to get better results in my social media, if you've been feeling like I should be, what should I be doing differently in my social media? I really think the difference is creating content. I think the difference is sitting down and finding a way that you can speak directly to your community, your customer base, your prospect base. Now, I want you to do that in a way that makes sense. And I want you to do it in a way that's consistent. So that would be my probably second big takeaway for this year. And if anyone out there is thinking about how do I get my message out? How do I communicate? How do I make my social media better? I want you to think about how you do these things in a frequent format. So instead of doing things sporadically, like writing a whole bunch of articles or doing a whole bunch of things in one week or thinking that you have to do volume, I want you to think about how do you do it on a consistent basis? And this was hard for me. This year, I knew I wanted to go live like I'm doing these sessions today. I knew I wanted to do different types of topics, different types of formats, and I wasn't sure what was right. I wasn't sure of the right frequency. So if anyone out there is thinking about doing more content and you're feeling like, well, how much should I do and how frequently and what kind of formats, let me know in the comments. I can always give you some recommendations. But if I share kind of my experience is I found that I had to give it a try that I didn't have all the answers when I first started. I didn't know what was the right frequency. I didn't know what the right length was. I didn't know what kind of topics would resonate with people. And what I had to be is courageous enough to try. I had to be willing to try different topics, try different times, try different frequencies. Now, I didn't try forever. I didn't leave myself in this kind of like land of just second guessing myself. But what I wanted to do is kind of figure out what was the right rhythm. 
And what I found for me is the best rhythm is to do this on a weekly basis. Now, for some of you out there, I just shook you out of your chair. You're like, what? I got to do something else weekly. Don't worry. You can work your way up to it. And also weekly may not be the exact schedule that you do. Maybe you start with every other week as an example, and then work your way to weekly. When I first started, I was doing live sessions like three a week. Um, so it was a lot. It was very intense. Now we've dropped it back to me doing two a week. And I find that's like perfect for me. I do one live session like I do for this one, which is me talking to the camera, interacting with people, saying hello, sharing what's going on. And then I do another one that's an interview series. And that has worked perfect for us. But when we first started, I was doing a ton of them and it was a lot. It was a little bit over the top at first um, because we just weren't sure of the frequency, but now I'm in my rhythm and I can't tell you how great it is. I can't tell you how exciting it is. And oh, hey, Debbie, it's good to see you. So glad you're going to be coming to our class. Um, so it's always good to see familiar faces. Um, and Debbie was in one of my classes where I talked about this idea of going live. But one thing that I want you to think about is how do you create this content in that consistent manner? And no matter if you're a business, you're a nonprofit, even if you're a solopreneur, even if you're someone that kind of has a topic or you teach something that may seem a little different, um, that may seem like, how can I talk about that every single week? And the idea is what you're trying to give people is perspective. You're trying to use these opportunities to speak as not so much of a authority on the topic, not so much as a person that's trying to kind of put themselves in the state of the tell-all, but I want you to think about how do you create some content that's a little bit more casual, that's a little bit more... I guess an opportunity for people to see you and get to know you. And that's one thing that we try to do differently, especially with these sessions, because this is live. This is just me sitting here chatting with you, talking with you as if we were on the phone together. And I was telling you about this new project of me doing more content. It's as if I'm just giving you guys kind of um, some thoughts on what I've been doing and how I've been making changes. That's what we decided these sessions are going to be like. And what I found is they've been amazing for me for a couple of different reasons. Number one, people have been able to connect with me. They've been able to see me more often. And it creates an opportunity for me to be top of mind. Because the idea is that I'm coming into everyone's social media feeds at least once a week to say hello to say what's going on, to say what's on my mind. And I don't have to stay long. I normally try to keep these around about 20 minutes. So I'm not trying to, you know, take a significant amount of time out of everyone's day. But what I'm trying to do is make sure that I'm present. And I think what we forget about in our businesses is we think that, you know, once we promote, once we talk about our business, once we do one thing, it lasts forever. And the reality is there's so many things competing for people's attention. There's so many things pulling people in. There's so many kind of topics 
that people are checking out and looking for and searching for. So if you want your business to grow, if you want your impact to grow, what happens is you have to be available to your community, to your audience on a frequent basis. Now, you can be available in the format that works for you. For me, it's just video. For some of you, it may be written, like I said before. Some of you, it may be infographics, maybe images, maybe photos, and so forth. But the idea is that there needs to be some way that you're communicating and putting information out. Now, the reason I used and named this session as I wasn't creating enough content is I was writing blog posts before. I was writing articles and I don't want to make it sound like I wasn't doing these things. And for many of you, you may be like, Stephanie, I'm already writing some content and putting information down there. And you may be doing that. But my question to you is, is it enough? Are you getting the traffic that you want? (laughs) Sorry. Another reason why I recommend going live is when you go live, you don't have to do as much editing. When you go live, it's live, it's done. I can't tell you how many people record videos and I see them do like 22 recordings of their video. Then they spend hours editing it on iMovie or whatever tool that they're using and you're investing all this time in creating content. When I talk about creating content for your business, when I talk about creating more content, I want you to find ways to create content quickly. And that's why I like live. That's why I love things like imagery, like photos and so forth, showing photos behind the scenes, showing photos, how you organize your business, how you organize your office, how you set up for your classes. If you're doing online classes, showing videos, how you prepare for your zoom meetings, just showing people behind the scenes is such a great thing to do. All right. So I definitely want to make sure you do that. Now, as far as editing video, what I like to use is I like to use a lot of the apps on my phone. I find my phone editing is much faster than my desktop. So I use software called InShot. Um, I also use iMovie every once in a while. And then I am a little bit of an Apple um, person. So um, also when I create videos on my phone and I use my phone primarily because I find that video or the camera is really good on my phone because I tend to update my phone every couple of years. Um, you know, in when you take a video on your phone, you can actually edit it and do the beginnings and ends. Now, for a lot of people, what I like to do is do one video in one setting if I'm going to do a video. So if you're doing something on Instagram, you should be able to flow for one minute without having to edit and piece things together. If not, I'd rather you do four versions of a one minute video because that's going to be max five minutes for you to do it. As opposed to if you edited that video together, it's going to take you a lot more time. So start with something simpler, start with something very basic. Now, if you're going to take a live session like this and edit it down, Sometimes what I'll do is I'll record a pre-log, meaning a, a video or something that goes into it, and then talk about my interview. And then after the interview, do some video afterwards and talk about the experience. So that way it's not so jarring when I kind of truncate an interview and someone jumps into it. You can also use lead-in images that say something like, this is my interview with so-and-so. And then the next image is the question that was answered, and then it goes into it. So try to find a way that's easy to do. Now, for some of you, you may have to just hire someone. I use a tool called Upwork to find people that can edit videos for me very quickly. 
and really in a kind of inexpensive environment. Um, I also use our job board to find people. We have a job board where I'm always looking for vegans that I can bring into the fold and we can hire as well in addition to others. So you can do that too. But I don't want you to get bogged down by editing. I want you to feel comfortable with doing videos where you say the wrong word, where you don't maybe say it exactly perfectly right. I don't want you reading scripts or any of those things. I want people to feel like they're talking to you in person. Because you imagine if I met you in person and you pulled out a script to talk to me about your business, to talk to me about a topic, it would feel a little bit weird. So I want you to do the same thing in these formats like video, like live, even in your blog post. So they feel like it's conversational and you're talking to people. So therefore it breaks down that wall and that barrier. All right, Tineko, I hope that answers your question there. All right, we're going a little bit longer than today, but that is okay. I just love it when we have questions. So if anybody else has any other questions while we are live, please let me know. Feel free to keep putting them in the comments. If you do have a question and you catch this as a recorded session, don't worry. You can always add it in the comments. After these, I will definitely take a look at your comments. I will respond to them if I missed your question, as well as if you said hello to me. Hey, I see Zer Gluten-Free. You jumped in there and said hello. So nice to see you and so glad you're here. We also love it when you hit the like button. When you let us know from these sessions, that you enjoy them, that you enjoy the opportunity to not only have us chit chat once a week, but also give you some advice, give you some recommendations, and also tell you about the things that I've been learning and how I've been growing as well. So don't forget to hit those like buttons and smash them and let us know that you appreciate what we're doing as well as share this session with a colleague. Share it with somebody who maybe needs that nudge to do a little bit more content so that they can get their word out, get their messaging out, and ultimately change the world. All right. Thank you, everyone, so much for joining. Hey, Robin, so good to see you. Oh, we haven't chatted in such a long time, um, but it's so good to see you. I can't wait to check up, catch up with you. Excuse me. All right, everyone. Well, thank you once again for joining me live. Thank you so much for checking me out. I really, really do appreciate you. Thanks, Jesse. Glad you enjoyed today's session. And I look forward to talking and seeing everybody next week. Don't forget, we go live every Wednesday at one o'clock. So I hope to see you next week. All right. Bye, everyone.